Welcome to the BDB Podcast with your hosts, Shodog, Gola, and KG. Brought to you by Natty Light, a wonderfully blended and balanced American-style lager. When you want to have one, or maybe 12, go for a Natty Light. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Today is June 14th, Big Andy's birthday. Quick shout out. Happy birthday, Big Andy. Oh, boy. Happy birthday to Big Andy. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have not been on for a little while. Kev is MIA tonight. So it's just uh, Gola and the Shore Dog. Bringing the best sports to you. Yeah, it's been a while, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, this is certainly the time of year where it's difficult to align on things, and um, it sure is. But and it's also so, like a kind of a boring time of the year. Like the Bruins are uh, out, the Celtics lost, which we got to get to. Um, I said this to Lid. I was uh, cooking dinner. We were out on the deck when I was cooking dinner tonight, and I was like, you know what sucks. I was like, the only sport that's on till for like two and a half months is baseball. Yeah. Like, but I mean, you yeah, watches, golf like, here and there, but I love fantasy, fantasy baseball. It, but that's baseball, it. baseball sucks. Like, I yep. can't stand watching, like, again, unless I like went to a game, but just like the, it's, the game itself watched on TV is awful. So, yeah. Um, did you watch any of NBA finals? No. None? I think I know. Well, actually, I did watch. It's such a weird thing. Like, I was saying this the other day to, uh, we were down in Massachusetts. I was talking to my father-in-law. Um, we're because Memorial Day weekend was the, the lacrosse national championship. And when we got home, like the kids were, the kids lid were outside. I had to go to the bathroom. So then like, I put it on cause it was like two minutes left. And Lid's like, Oh, telling her father-in-law or her father. She's like, Oh, you watch the end of the game. And I'm like, yeah, I know I watch the end of the game. I go, there's just something about watching teams celebrate championships that I fucking am addicted to. Like, yeah, I like that part too. I, I like, see, the thing is, like, I watched like game five of the finals, hoping to be able to stay up to watch like the Nuggets celebrate. Um, but I, I mean, I fell asleep. And the same with last night, I wanted to stay up and watch uh, Vegas. Vegas. They, and I ended up falling asleep. So, um, but no, I really didn't watch any of it. Uh, when the, when, when the Nuggets won. Kim and I were watching, and we were like, oh, man, look how humble Joker is. He's so humble. He's so humble. Then by the end of it, we were like, no, he just wants to get the fuck out of here. And then, like, then you start seeing, like, all, like, the videos and the TikToks, and it's like, the dude legit wanted fucking out. He was, like, just, oh, just, just out of the yeah. country. Like, it just wasn't for him, the celebration, the drink, and the party, and, like, just not, just not his brand. And uh, no, it was, co- it was and like, it, comical. Stole the show. It's so funny, too. So funny, too, because he goes... He makes a comment about it. He's like, you know, I think everybody, like, after a little while, they kind of, like, start to hate their job. And so it's like, he's like, basically, he was like, yeah, I fucking don't, I hate my job after a certain while, and I want to go home. Yeah. It's like, they, I never seen anybody here that could give, that could care less about, like, Not at all. winning a championship. No. And unbelievable. unbelievable play. Like, he dominated that game. Like, every game, he just dominated. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't tell you. Like, I was watching, and I was like, Every time the Nuggets struggled and they shot, they started that game one for 17 from three. 
It was like, just give the fucking ball to Joker. Like, what are you doing? Like, even if you don't give it to him, it's the play is going to happen the right way. Like if you just run uh, a pick and roll with him and they, they're going to, the only way you don't get it to him is if you double him. So then a guy's wide open, like a wide open shot. 15 feet is going to be a bucket in the NBA. And it's just like, that guy needs to be involved on every possession. Yeah, he, he, he needs a touch up. <clears throat> I mean, he obviously, like, the there's ball. times, like, your team's going to be rolling, like, uh, Porter and Caldwell Pope and all those guys, Bruce Brown. Like, they'll they'll have streaks where they just get, get grooving, but they were struggling in game five, and it was like, just give this guy the ball. And he's not going to dominate by shooting. He's just going to dominate by making the right play. It was It's fun to watch. Right. Yeah, he's he's freaking nasty, man. I mean, it's the guy is just like, and the thing is, is like, you don't notice it, and then like you look at his stat line through yeah. like a quarter and a half, and he's almost got a triple double already. It's like, what the how? Unbelievable. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, ridiculous. He's just so like so subtle and like methodical about it all. It's, yep. It's and I'll tell you impressive. what, he's not. He's like obviously gives up a lot of talent on defense. But that was like my first time like watching him this whole playoffs, like on the defensive end. He like knew what to do and he did weird things. Like guys would come off screens and he would just sag and like his like he would give up the shot. The next time down, he'd fucking jump it, like come off the screen and he'd like go for the ball and not even like it was just weird. He would do weird things that worked because he has really long arms and I don't know, made it work, man. And he's obviously an unbelievable rebounder. Oh yeah, watch. Just a freak. And we haven't even talked Celtics, so yeah. Well, I think Not we what did loss. we talk like right before? Did we talk right after? I think game we six? talked. <clears throat> they were down three um, zero. We brought that up, and then they won game four. I can't remember. Was it? Did we do? Yeah, yeah I mean, we did talk before game six. Or maybe maybe before game seven, it was. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I feel like they had made a little run to come back, but I can't remember now. It's been freaking a while. I mean, Christ, when was the last time we? Uh, was the yeah. last time we released an episode? May twenty fifth. Wow. Freaking so, twenty days ago. Yeah. Somewhere in that run. Um. I'm going to say this so confidently. The Celtics are signing Jalen Brown to a max extension. They're going to run Jalen and Jason for a while. Um, it's not a, a system of like super failure. Like they're re- they're really close. It's hard to win in the NBA. And you know what? I watched this NBA finals. If fucking Martin whatever his first name is, the stupid twin there. If he doesn't fucking play like he does against Boston, he plays like he played every other series. Boston's Boston's in the finals. And you never know what happens in the finals. It's just like, that was so fluky, dude. That was so fluky that that happened to them. Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent couldn't make a fucking shot against the Nuggets. Strauss either. Or Strauss, how do you say his name? So, no, I... I like I said I I didn't I didn't even really watch much of the Celtics so I can't really speak on it too much I mean I do think um, there's probably going to be some changes right I mean I don't I don't know 
Well, I will say adding two coaches right away is huge for Boston. I mean, that is – it was obvious that he needed help in the, in coaching and that's what he said it too. I mean, he was, it's, it's like, it's his first year. Of course, he's going to be like, not as well prepared for every game as other coaches. You have to have good coaches around you too. Like doc rivers won when he had, uh, Tom Thibodeau next to him. Cause Tom Thibodeau is a fucking genius when it comes to defensive plays, but right. he's obviously not that good of a head coach, but he's a good defensive guy. So he's like a specialist. Like you need good guys around you when you're coaching to be a good coach. You can't just do it all on your own. Like there's too much to see everything. There's too much to see for every play. Right. There's too much to see what the other teams running for play. Then you got to remember substitutions. You got to remember fouls. You got to remember all this stuff. And it's like, you need coaches. You got to rely on them. Oh, without, without question. And then we kind of touched, touched on that a little bit too, about how like they lost like two of their top three assistants, like halfway through the season with Stoudemire. And then I thought there was one more too, but um, but from like a personnel standpoint, um, they got to make some tweaks, I would imagine, right? You know, here's I think the biggest one's Marcus Smart. I honestly believe that. I know people are like, oh, he's he's their heart and soul of this team. No, he's a dumb hustler. Like the, he is so dumb about his fucking hustling. Like if he did it every play and he was a dog and he was a junkyard dog, that's one thing. But he leads by fucking crying. And then he dies on the floor. He gets hit. He stays on the floor for two hours. And then he makes a miraculous play. Like, yeah, he may, he does make miraculous plays. But it's a, it just makes a simple play 99% of the time and then make the miraculous play. Don't don't try to make every play a miraculous play. I, well, and like I'm out from on Smart. Just going back on Smart, too. Like, I mean, you watched a lot more games this year than I did. But, like, I have – any time he had the ball in his hand and he had an open shot, I had no confidence it was going in. Yeah. I just I, I I think like I've said I I mean I do kind of think that they I, I think I touched base on this the last time we talked I almost think they need a true playmaker like distributor with the basketball so it frees up because I feel like there's just so many times it's like Tatum and Brown are just one on one and I know that's the NBA these days but it's like sometimes they're just not great at creating their own shots whereas like I think if you have a, a point guard that's you know slashing and dashing and you know kicking and all that shit it frees them up to do more stuff and i just i think that's i i'm not saying brogdon and white can't be that but i don't look at either one of them as like a true like pass first distributor kind of playmaker um so i just think to me like that's they need somebody like that well yeah i think both defense a little bit both those guys are score first point guards both of them. I and, and I love Derek White. He's a he's a great defender. I'm okay. It like it depends what you get for Smart, right? Like is it is it a draft pick, a really high draft pick? So you, then you start like you can start rotating your money towards like later guys. Um, or is it a big man that can play uh, five or the four, like an Aaron Gordon type of guy? Like we saw what the effect he had on uh, Butler. But you're right. I would love to see a guy like Chris Paul come in, and I don't think that he's the, like this overall answer. But I think that like when you talk about tempo and you talk about like the importance of possessions late in games and getting the right shot, like you're right. Like people are always like, "Oh, Jalen Brown stinks at, at dribbling," and he it does stink at dribbling. But at the same time, why not run him off three fucking screens, catch the ball in motion going at the hoop, right. and make a play? Instead, right now it's like 
okay, let's get the ball to Brown. Let's get the ball to Tatum with 14 seconds on the shot clock. They'll stand there for four. Okay, now let's make them try to create with 10 seconds to go every time. You're so right. Like, we need somebody that will tell them and has the balls to say it and be like, listen, get off this screen. Like, it's going to be so much easier for you if you're running off. Like, you're going to be more tired. It's not as easy. But you run off the screen. You run from one side to the other. Make the defenses switch and think. You're going to be so much better. Well, and I think part of it, too, is like you see in like a late game situations that or even it doesn't have to be late game situations. It's like any point in the game where things start to get a little haywire, they don't really have a guy that says, give me the fucking ball. I'm going to slow this down. We're going to get a good possession here because I feel like there was so many times they just want to do this running gun shit. And then next thing you know, seven possessions went by and they didn't get the ball inside the three point line and they and they missed. It was one and done. And, like, there's just times, like, I feel like it's, like, they need a guy that can, like, slow it down, like you said, get the tempo right, run a set play, and get somebody going to the hoop as opposed yeah. to just floating around the fucking three-point line. They, that was one thing that, like, again, I understand the NBA is completely different. It's one-on-one. It's three-pointers. But the Celtics were so, like, live and die by the three for the most part. It's, like... They had no other options, and I feel like yeah. they have two guys in Brown and Tatum. At times, I can get to the. Ra- it's just. Oh my was, god, they're both very, like two of the best slashers in the NBA. Like literally, two probably of the top fifteen guys at getting to the just, rim. And it just like seemed like a lot of times, the only guy you'd see like that was going to the rim when somebody was driving was Rob Williams. Everybody else just floated and waited for yeah. a kick, and it's like, listen, I get it. Like three points is better than two, but sometimes you just got to take the easiest fucking easiest shot. And if that's going back door and getting a layup and getting two points, it's better than fucking a brick three and going the other way. Yeah. I, it's just, I mean, and it's, a, it, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things obviously they can improve on. As you said, Brown and Tatum are still very young. Um, and I, I don't know if they need to have a major overhaul of the roster. I mean, I think there's still some good pieces there, but, um, I just think that you need to make some tweaks. And I think you probably need a little bit of help in the front court. Um, Rob Williams is fine, but you know, Horford's going to be 37. Yeah. He, he, you can't ask him to carry a load like he's been doing. Um, I mean, I do know, uh, Gallinari will be back next year unless they do something differently there. And he can kind of play that stretch four position a little bit, but I, I don't, I still think as from like a truly like kind of a, you, you need some more size a little bit up front, I think. So I agree. Um, that's why I said if they get rid of Smart, it's going to be probably someone in the front court. Uh, yeah. I agree, but Rob can't stay healthy, so you don't you don't trust that. Right. And now it's thirty seven, so you're right. Like if there is the biggest weakness on this team, because honestly, I feel like that it it's probably one through ten the best roster in the NBA. Um, yeah, it's, it's just that the coach talented. is so fucking young. The players are young. Yeah. Some of them are immature. Like they're they're just. And I do think, like, we we touched base on the point guard situation. I do think that, like, Brogdon, White, and Smarter, it's a little redundant, right? I think it's, like, three guys that are pretty similar. I mean, Smart being more defense than anything. Um, you know, Brogdon and, and White have more of that offensive skill set. I mean, like, still play some defense, but um, none of them are, like, a true point guard. No. None of them are, like, so it's, like, the, having the three of them, to me, is a little redundant. I. You know, you start if you start one of them, one comes off the bench, six man, whatever, that's fine. But I just think having all three of those guys seems a little. This isn't college basketball. Yeah. Like, need to run four. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I'm 100% on board. Like, I'm, I honestly, I truly mean this though. Even with that, I still think I'm okay if they go into next year and Derek White's their starting point guard and Brogdon off the bench. No, you're, I yeah, am that, I 100% okay with that. Like, I, I'd actually prefer that over, over what smart. Like, I would give up, uh, smart, honestly, for like a Charlotte Hornets. Is it Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. First round pick in 2025. For Marcus Smart, I honestly yeah. would, because I just think that it, <clears throat> you know, along with all that, it's just like it just like Smart is probably a leader in the locker room, but it needs to be Tatum. Like it's time to grow, where it's like you're the guy, your team, no questions, you and Brown, one A and one B. Yeah. And 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 listen, at the end of the day, too, I think you know we, we've kind of talked about a lot of things that they, you know, the way they're tweaks the roster and what they can do. At the end of the day, you also need a guy like Tatum to be more consistent. Oh, he has. I to. mean, you know, Tatum is as talented as probably anybody in basketball outside of fucking Jokic. But at the end of the day, there are just situations where he kind of turtles and he doesn't show up. And, you know, you'll have them game sevens like he did against fucking Philly, where he was just there. He was the best player on the planet that night. And then there's times where it's just like all he does is float. He doesn't attack. He kind of just bitches and fucking moans. He doesn't, you know, it seemed like Emei got a lot more out of him defensively than I think that uh, definitely Missoula was able to. So it's just like you just, you know, you hope that he takes that step forward and like kind of like becomes more consistent. Um, Because I feel like, you know, players that are that good, even if they're not scoring, should be able to affect the game in other ways. And I think if Tatum isn't scoring, he's kind of fucking shit. Like he, I, I feel like he's not a great passer. He, he's an okay rebounder, and if he's not defending that well, then he, he's not doing anything. So yeah, it's just more you know getting a consistency out of there and just kind of finding you know making sure that he is a factor whether or not he's you know scoring thirty five. Yeah, I mean if he's if he's got a night where he's an off night shooting, that affect the game in other ways. And I just feel like this year he just it didn't seem like he was doing that. Yep, I I, I couldn't agree more. Like I, everyone knows that I'm a Tatum guy, and like he's. Oh yeah. Everyone knows that, and and I have a hard time thinking bad, but there's times where he shies away. Um. Luckily, there was a game where he saved himself against Philly. You know, they were down and out against Philly, and he had that monster like final three minutes, and it flipped everything. But if it wasn't for those three minutes, man, we would be shitting all because that would have knocked oh, he... him out. We would have been shitting all over Tatum all off season. So. Um, yeah, he would have got ripped up. The point is, those three minutes saved him, but you can't be in those situations. You can't get to those situations. Like, you can't hide for 45 minutes of a basketball game. So No, and it's the same thing. Like, like you know, you look at the getting down to 3-0 three, three to Miami. They had no business being down 3-0 that fucking team. Just can't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that might, like, the Miami, Miami they're they're not that's good. not a good roster. They're not. They're, they're not good. I mean, they're they're like they have, they're they were the eight seed for a reason, and like without hero, right. I get it, but like without hero, they're not good. They're, that's just not a good team. No. I mean, they played out of their mind against Boston, but Boston also like, where's Marcus I mean, you, Smart? Like, if that fucking Martin kid keeps making shots, it's Marcus, go take the ball away from him. It's a butterfly effect. I mean, they were down by like what five with like two and a half minutes left in the playing game against Chicago. And then they went right. on a run, and it's not that different than friggin' uh, the Florida Panthers and in, in, in hockey. They needed 
if as long as Pittsburgh beat the worst team in fucking hockey, the Chicago Blackhawks, Florida's not in the playoffs. Yep. Pittsburgh loses, Florida stays in the playoffs, and then goes on in a fucking incredible run. I mean, yep. it's just like one little thing goes one way, and I mean, I guess that's sports, but um, yeah, my that Miami team is just not very good. I, I, no, I, and, and you know what? I think I'm actually now that I said it, like I was saying it out loud, I was blaming on Smart. That you're, that's where Tatum's gonna step up, and Tatum, who is a great defender when he wants to be, like you said with Miami last year, he was a great defender. Right, he like, needs to that go game defend him. The, like go go the, shut down Martin. You're six foot nine with a seven foot wingspan, dude. And you're you're a pretty physical kid, but you're super athletic. Go shut him down. Like just do or don't even let him get a shot off. And that was, I mean, we saw it last year when they played Brooklyn. Like there was a few yeah. games in that Brooklyn series, he clamped Durant down. Like. KD did not do shit because yeah. Tatum was all up in his shit. And I feel like the thing is when Tatum defends like that, from like what I remember last year, when he defends like that, it gets him involved the more offensively. He is more he's more aggressive on the offensive end and he's not floating looking for threes all the time. Like I feel like when Tatum is in it defensively, he's just in it like he's more aggressive, which I think like he needs to be on the offensive side of the ball and he needs to stop floating and he's he just needs to attack the rim more. And I just I don't know. Yeah. He's got the skill set. Did you get to get to the line fucking 16 times a game? Yep. Like, just do it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we can I'll probably talk about the Celtics all night. I mean, they, you know, I don't think they're that far off. I think we can all, you know, everybody can admit that. I mean, as far as like Boston sports teams, they are by far the closest to winning the championship. And I, and I don't think it's that far. I, I don't think they're that far off. Um, couple tweaks in, you know, Tatum and Brown becoming more mature, more consistent. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll be right in it again next year because the East isn't very good, but yep. Um what do you want to talk about next? We got uh Pats starting up. They had finished up their their mandatory mini camp mini camp. Um, team bonding today. They went and did uh we can talk Pats while we're here. I'm also just doing fucking love it. Let's let's go. I'll do it. I'm I am I don't want to wish summer away, but I just want Labor Day to get here so fucking football starts, man. I, Are we gonna do it? It is is it breaking news? Yeah, I think at some point when somebody's listening to this tomorrow, it is gonna be breaking news that Deion no, Hopkins. No, I, I was talking to a guy who knows Bill. Um, set, saw him this past weekend golfing with him, and uh, he sounded like he was ninety nine percent sure Hopkins was signing. I've, I I have seen a lot of stuff today that they they are optimistic a deal will get done. No, I'm pretty sure it's done. I and I'll text him uh, and see what he says. But uh, <laughs> it sounds like it like it was like in writing, ready to go. Just needs to be signed and and sent into the NFL office. Like I don't think either side is going to be like out there putting it on social media. But it sounds like it's done. So uh, breaking, sure. yeah, no, I just just got it back. <laughs> breaking news: DeAndre Hopkins. Is in a Patriots uniform. The biggest issue now is what number will he wear for a jersey? So, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is our number one wide receiver. I mean, this is just it's just fantastic news. Um, I think this is definitely a move that would put the I don't say put the offense over the edge, but I'll tell oh, you no, what, it, it changes. I mean, you look at if you I mean, more than likely somebody's on their way out, whether it's Bourne or Devontae Parker. Um, fuck, fuck either one. I don't take them both. Yeah, I don't care. Don't if you're give gonna give me nuke, I don't care. I want Bourne because, um, like, uh, when I go to games, there's no better dancer in the NFL than Kendrick Bourne. 
and like I feel like D Hop and like Parker are like the similar like style yeah. wideout, right? Like they kind of a big physical guy. So I feel like, and if did you see? I don't know if the everybody was asking the Patriots players about D Hop and what he would bring to the team, and they said like Parker was like not interested in talking about it. Oh, I bet. He's because he probably knows like if they sign him, I'm out. <laughs> I'm Dunsky. Um, no, but by all accounts, the seems to be the off people are pretty happy with O'Brien so far compliment the offense understanding it's a little bit of a for some of the new guys it's a complicated offense to learn but everything seems to be going well um I will say it does sound like too when they do 11 on 11 the defense is tearing the offense up <laughs> well I did see that and then they also said like that there was a couple interceptions and it's like the offense was screaming out of it. They were going for half speed and like, it was legit supposed no. to be half speed. And then like, they were like, Hey, how come there's an exception? And they just started laughing. They're like, we're not even fucking playing. With that being said though, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I do think the Patriots defense is really fucking good. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, uh, it sounds like, uh, Jack Jones and, uh, Christian Gonzalez will be starting on the outsides, which is like super exciting. Cause honestly, I don't know how you can have two, two more athletic, corners and if you can run those right. guys in man to man you can do anything you know you yeah, can do anything yeah. especially with and this moppy moppy kid oh my god uh, dude, people are just playing safety playing corner playing linebacker playing outside linebacker playing middle linebacker like all this affects that's that's some that reminds me if i had to pick a player of who is like the to me the most versatile Buda Baker, like that's like what he. I know he's like more of a safety. Then you watch a game and you're like, okay, well he just spent eighty percent of that game in the box. Okay, the next time they play, they needed safe. They needed safety help. He played eighty uh, percent of his plays at safety. Um, next thing you know, he played man to man. Like that's what they're gonna yeah. use him like. Oh, for sure. Um, no, they. It's, so it seems like yeah. I mean, I'm I'm ready for football season. Uh, Me just, too. Now that like everything else is over with, it's like get. I, I hate wishing summer away, but just get me the fuck out of baseball season. I just it's disgusting. But D Hop officially a patriot. Yeah, you that's breaking news. First. Unbelievable first podcast to break it. Um, and I would like to get all the credit for this. Um, BDB, yeah. we would like to have all the credit. Um, I didn't hear anyone else break it, so. <laughs> Our inside is better than yours. That's just what happens. But a lot to be excited for. Yeah. Honestly, I I I, I do think um, the offense should look better. I do think the defense it was good, really good last year. Should improve. I think special teams. We lost games because of special teams last year. I truly believe that. Uh, oh, last two yes. years. Um, and you put Joe Judge back there. That's got to be better. That's just going to be better. It's got to be like, you just can't lose games because of the special teams. Like we, so many years we let teams lose against us in special teams, like right. by doing stupid shit. Where the, where the team doing stupid shit. And like, that's where I have a problem with bill and stuff like that. But with, with it's the same as coach Missoula, right? Like we said, get good coaches around you. It's the same with Belichick. He can't have his eyes and hands in every, every goddamn thing. He should, when he had McDaniels dude, he literally never fucking looked at the offense. He probably did like on film on Monday um, and him and McDaniels went over what they're going to do and then what they're going to do, what happened and what they're going to do the next, next game. But 
now, like, he should have no, like, it's Mayo and his son doing the defense. And they, this is their third year doing this together. So, like, that that's shouldn't even be a worry to him. Bill no, O'Brien comes be. in. No worry, right? So now we're down to what does he have to worry about special teams? Okay, well, Joe Judge, who got a head coaching gig because he was so good at special teams, has taken over special teams. He should have no worries. It's Bill focuses on what the problem is, and yeah. Bill's back doing what he does best, and that's managing a game, finding situ- – like, he shouldn't be spending his time on how to, how to drop an offense. His job should be, okay, look, I found this. This could, this could work in this situation. Or, you know, eight right. years ago we ran this with a double seams – uh, against one high safety or, uh, you know, like they're going to switch out on this. Let's run this. And like things that he sees where he shouldn't be like thinking about the whole offense. He should be thinking about like here, have this, or, Hey, how about this play? Can we run this or something like that? Yeah. It shouldn't be the whole scheme. And it won't be. I think my, I think my, as of right now, the biggest concern I have is their offensive line. Yeah, no doubt. Well, left tackle. Cause I mean, fuck. Cause Trent Brown hasn't even been to camp. wasn't even hasn't even been to camp. Right? Bro never showed. Never yeah, showed. Yeah, they said he had a flight issue and then never showed. Hailstorms. Okay. Yeah. He's I'm probably gonna... like four hundred and twenty pounds. That's why he never showed <laughs> I was up. Just gonna say he's a big motherfucker, dude. Hopefully he shows up in shape. Oh please. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. So much of this season, like if he's the good Trent Brown, it's a game changer. It's literally one oh. of the top five tackles in football. He just protects the blind side. Um, he was awful last year. And, and there's been times where he gets out and, like, leads the front, you know, on tosses or whatever yeah. and leads uh, the powers. And last year was awful on both ends, yeah. off, running he, and passing. Yeah, it was – I feel like he had – every game he had fucking two holding penalties. The guy just couldn't yeah. get out of his own fucking way. But we'll see. They got Andrews, uh, three months to figure it out. Andrews has to stay healthy. Strange comes in year two should be much better. Um, yeah. Anunwa is in a contract year. Always guys performing contract years. It's yeah. just a to me it's a lock, especially the Patriots. They're gonna go make some money somewhere. Um, and then right tackle, also an issue. Like uh, Reef or Rife Riley. No, you know who it's been. It's been the guy they had at the end of last year. Um, Man, I can't think of his name. He came out of nowhere. He started like the last three games or something. Um, but he's been no. like the he's been the guy running it. Who's been playing left since Brown wasn't there? Uh, Reef. 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 Yeah. It's the thing that sucks is like if that was Riley Reef or Reif, whatever it is, fucking eight years ago, I'd be fucking thrilled. <laughs> yeah. The guy's a monster yeah. a few years ago, but I don't know. We'll see. That's my biggest concern about the pass right now, though. Obviously, and I mean that is. You know, offense, the offense too, obviously, if that's a game changer, if, uh, well, because Nuke signed, but. Connor McDermott, that's his name. Oh, yeah. UCLA guy. They originally drafted him, then I think they cut him and then re signed him, right? Yeah. And then they also uh, signed Calvin Anderson, who's been playing a lot of left tackle too. So, uh, by the sounds of it, I've heard Anderson I've... probably be the front runner for it because Reef could play both guard and tackle. So he'd probably be the best for like. Knowing swing the whole in. offense and swinging, and if someone goes down with injury, and I, I'm not saying he's going to start immediately because it's obviously he's a rookie, but I've read some things about that city. City Sal, dude. I was going to talk about him. Freak, dude. Athletically, it's it's. Have you ever seen those people that are just like like Vince Wolfork, just fun to look at? Yeah. 
he's fun to look at, dude. Like he's a big yeah. tank, dude. Where his his biceps are like the size of most people's cat uh, thighs. Like that's just yeah. what he is, and he moves. So and it's like and it's one of those things, dude. Like we know, dude. Like Browns three through six is Belichick's three through five is his sweet spot when it comes oh, to drafting no offensive doubt. linemen. Dude. He's like we said, we talk about this all the time. That is one position that they fucking hit more times than not. When they take an offensive lineman, I feel like especially more interior, they don't normally miss. Nope, you're right. They don't. Well, they do it in bunches. Like they'll trade back from like uh, they'll trade back like ten picks and pick up a pick ten picks behind them, and they'll add another pick that's like twenty picks behind them. So it's like, but they they they're so smart about that. It's like okay, now well, now we can take our chances like percentage wise. They're really good at that. Like, why not take two offensive linemen instead of one? Or, you know, right. and, and like, there's been a lot of guys that they missed on in the fourth round. But when you draft uh, four picks a year in the fourth round and you hit on two of them because you just moved back 10 spots, it makes so much sense. Like, it's, yeah, to me, I love it. Um, there's, there's actually, a, yeah, there's a couple guys. Um, that's, I mean, that was the problem with Cole Strange, right? Is they took him in round one when I was like, damn it, they're just so good at drafting guys right. in round three to six. Right. Um, that can play that position. So, yeah. No, it'll be, it's exciting. I just, like I said, it's a slow time of year. So I'm like, I'm just ready for it to get here. I didn't even think of this. They drafted Jake Andrews in round four. He's a center um, out of Troy. So now they have two Andrews at center, David Andrews and Jake you Andrews. Think, I mean, there's no chance they would they cut Andrews, though, is there? It's injuries with him, man. So I do think there is a chance because it's uh, it's injuries. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, it sucks, too, because I fucking love Andrews. Oh, he's like the most classiest human being of all time, too. And like yeah. an, a, a solid captain, probably been a captain for like four or five years. Yeah. Undrafted. Um. What else we got? Lawrence guy's not there. Not no show. And I love love, love guys. So like just just give him a little bit of money. It's funny because you look at the the depth chart and Christian Barmore is not even a starter because he can't stay healthy. Like that guy yeah. has to make like this. How does your defense go from good to elite? That guy has to make the step. Yeah, just stay on the field. Like that's it. Like, just stay on the fucking field. Him and Josh Uche. Like, Uche is, to me, probably just as good as Judon when he wants to be. Um, and we start, we like started the seed of the second half of last year. Like, if those two can stay healthy, you can start putting pressure on quarterbacks with, with three-guy rushes. You know, you mix up your packages, and then, you know, four-guy rushes, you're getting someone to the quarterback within four seconds, three seconds. Yeah. Barmore would be another one you want to see, like, a, take a step forward. Barmore has to. Keon White, I don't know much about him. I mean, I know that he was a second round pick, but like I don't I haven't heard too much about him, which is never a bad thing. No, no. I mean they're not they're not like they're not padded up and they're not going. So it's like he's not gonna get reps over Dietrich Wise right now just because Dietrich Wise is like an all time leader. Right. For this so No, it'll we'll see what happens. Uh, what else do we have tonight? A lot in the golf world. 
Golf World. Oh yeah, we could talk uh, Live and PGA Combine, which came out of absolutely fucking nowhere. Um, it's to me, I don't know. I've heard like different sides of both, but to me, it just sounds like Live bottom out. Yeah, so I think it was. A, I, I look at it like this. I think they both needed each other more yes, than they wanted. One hundred percent. So I think the PGA needed Live or the the P, public investment fund really because they're the ones that are purchasing it. It has really nothing to do with Live. It's PIF, the public investment fund. But I think it was a situation where the PGA Tour understood they could they needed to do something differently. I heard a rumor that there was a Formal world number one, and there's a lot of rumors it was Rom, was getting ready to jump ship. He was heading over, and I think that was probably one of the dominoes where the PGA Tour was like, we can't have this happen. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that when they, because all the they were suing each other, mm. and then that by doing that, the litigation stuff, you're starting to opening opening books, and I don't think the PGA Tour wanted anybody fucking digging in their closet figuring out what the fuck's actually going on. Right. Um, Cause that would have been bad news. And then I think from a, from the, the live side or the PIF side of it, the key word in that PIF is investment. Now I don't give a fuck how much money you have. You, you can't afford to spend that kind of money year in and year out and not get anything back in return. And the fact of the matter is, is nobody was watching it. They were getting moved off of the CW for funny oh, yeah. animal videos. So it was a situation where I think they both sat down and were like, okay, in order for this to work, we, we need to do something that's going to be beneficial to both of us. Now, um, with that being said, I have also read some stuff, a lot of stuff saying a lot of people don't think it's going to happen because of the, the U.S. U.S. Senate's getting involved in it. Like there's a bunch of antitrust stuff, I guess. So this is a long, from understanding, a long ways from actually even coming to fruition. Really? And there's still some potential roadblocks that, like from stopping it from happening. Now, at the end of the day, follow the money. And money wins all, so more than likely it will. But I do think there are going to be some people that are going to make this a little bit uh, difficult for it to happen. Yeah, I mean, we want to. The people want to see the best golfers in the world play against each other. So, like right. the fact that it's like there was live and there was PGA just sucked as a fan. It's nice to know that we're getting back to hopefully everyone on the same playing field again. Um, them getting more money. Hopefully, it brings a little bit of new stuff. But at the same time, like the, the traditions of the PGA is, right. I don't know if there's anything better. So it's going to yeah, be, an no, awesome, it, it's, it'll be awesome if we can get it together and, and like in, in five years from now, it's like, you know, we'll just water under the bridge and, and we're right. watching the best golfers every week. Now, with all this being said, Jay Monahan is if I was a fucking the PGA tour players who didn't jump live, didn't jump ship, I'd want to kill him. He sat there and grandstanded saying, Oh, we got to yeah, do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Fuck them. And then they invokes like the families of nine 11. They're the ones that are responsible for this. And then you turn around like less than a year later. Such and like, a scumbag. 
Oh, well, it's it's not a big deal. That guy's a fucking piece of shit. Like, fuck Jay Monahan. Yeah. Like, and if I was the tour players, I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't have. Oh, he'll be out. Anything, anything that fucking idiot said. Um, but you know, like I said, like I I couldn't agree with you more, Shory. Hopefully, whatever happens, like three, four, five years from now, people forget this even fucking took place. You're just gonna watch golf, and like and like. At the end of the day, like I read somebody, like read something, you know, people are going back and forth, like this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And somebody said it, kind of summed it up perfectly. They're like, you know what? The best part of golf to me is not getting screwed up. He goes, and that's me going to play with my buddies on a Saturday. Yeah. He goes, none of this shit fucking matters. Because he goes, really, at the end of the day, he goes, I'm not going to lose any sleep at night if I don't watch the fucking PGA Tour on a Saturday or Sunday. Right. But if I had to stop playing golf because of it, he goes, I'd be really pissed off. So it's like, I kind of understand that a little bit. Um, I, and I, let me get your thoughts on this. Cause I may be like a minority on this. I want nothing to do with them doing like team events on a regular basis. I see. Um, that's what I, th- the, what I think makes the Ryder cup and the president's cup. So fucking special is it happens once a year. I don't want to see fucking match play on a random fucking Saturday in May. I don't give a fuck. That's just me. Like I, I, if you want to do like, <coughs> excuse me, if it's like culminative, uh, culminative is what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Whatever. If it's like you take like their scores and you have the team and whoever has the lowest, like the team combined lowest score, I'm fine with that. But I don't want to just see random like match play on a fucking Wednesday. I, I don't know. I, I, that's what I think I love about the, the, the Ryder Cup and most of the Ryder Cup. The President's Cup is a fucking joke because there's never any competition. But right. I just don't want to see it all the time. I think it gets I think it like it loses its like luster. Yeah. I mean, the Ryder Cup's different anyway, because it's, you know, United States take on Europe. But I thought the team play was more um, not match play, but it's just how you do in standings each week. So like if you're struggling going into Sunday, you could still get point. Like there's still a reason to, to keep playing for your team um, and, and to make big yeah, shots no. and to try different shots. But it's not like literally you're sitting there and doing match play. It's just your standings to help your team at the end of the week. And it, it doesn't change anymore of like the foursomes um, that are out there or, no. that, or whatever. I don't think, um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I think you're right there. I just, I thought there was some stuff talking about there'd be more like team events that were going on. And I just, I don't, I took it as in, it'd be like more fucking, um, like match play shit, which I'm like, I'm just not on board with that, but that's mm-hmm. whatever. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I really watch the majors and maybe a couple of tournaments if there's like nothing else on TV. So, yeah. And I don't even watch them on Sunday or Saturday, sometimes Sunday, but definitely not Saturday. I usually oh, have no, them on, Saturday. Uh, during work. Um, so I watch a lot more on Thursday, Friday, to be honest. So, um, but I do love it. Like I, I three years ago, I didn't watch any of it other than the Ryder right. cup. Like I loved the Ryder cup. So, um, but you know, it it will be good yeah, to get them all back on the same field, on the same course. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I think there will be some more, like, litigation stuff 
um, in invest, not I don't know if investigations, but there'll be a, I don't think this is going to be like a slam dunk. It's going to get done. Um, I do think it will eventually because there's just so much fucking money involved. But at the end of the day, so uh, people are going to make it a little harder than um, it probably needs to be. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we got the U.S. Open this week. Speaking of getting all the best players on the course together. Favorite to win? Uh, Scheffler, probably. I was going to say Scheffler. He has um, been, I mean, you look at all the, like, consistently. His, 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 what's that? I mean, he's so consistent up the top, too. Well, it's not even just, yeah, that, too, but you look at his strokes gained, like, the last, like, 10 weeks, tee to green, on the green, driving the ball, fucking, he's just been a, he's, like, top two or three every single week. Um, But it's a U.S. Open, so. You just never know. I mean, I don't think anybody had Maddie Fitzpatrick penciled in to win the U.S. Open last year. And, you know, they always talk about the U.S. Open just being a grind, man. You just got to be there within, you know, five, five, six shots on Sunday. And you just never know what's going to happen. So um, I will be watching uh, at some point Sunday, I'm sure. So Sunday's Father's Day. Sunday is Father's so Day. So yeah. happy, father, uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah, yeah. You got anything planned? Uh, I think we'll go down to the pond because Kim's dad will be down there. My dad will be down yep. there. Let me see all the see all the dads. You? Yeah, I think we are heading to mass on Saturday. Um, I'm playing. We're taking Monday off. I'm playing in a uh, scramble with my father-in-law. Oh, nice. Uh, Monday. Yeah. So the in the course is a. Uh, I think it's pretty legit. The uh, LPGA used to play a tournament there years ago. So um, it's at the Ferncroft in Danvers. So that'll be fun. Uh, supposedly we're playing, well, not supposedly we're playing with Lid's, oh, I'm sorry, her dad's wife's cousin, Kevin. And then I believe her, one of the, his nephew or his son that I'm told is a scratch golfer are pretty fucking close to it. So, really? Yeah, well, that'll be pretty fun if he's if he's that much of a stick. So, oh shit, I look for yeah, look forward to uh, look forward to that. Um, but other we got to figure no, out was there a did Lonnie Labonte do his scramble this year? I haven't seen anything about it. I mean, I know it was supposed I to be you, at Bethlehem, but I haven't signed up or anything. Yeah, no, wasn't it like last year? Wasn't it like August or September? Yeah, it was in August. I love playing the scrambles, so I'll definitely play if um. I if I could only play the scrambles, I I would be into that. Dude, like so that's the thing is like I I do like playing my own ball, but I agree with you. Like if I could play like four or five scrambles a year, like one a month during the summer, I would love yeah, that yeah. shit. Like it's so much fun. Like and I feel like. You can just like kind of loosen up, like swing a little more freely because you know if like you fuck up this three other shots behind you or Absolutely. you know that. Are, so I do like playing in them. We gotta figure that fun, out. I know. Right. Christ, it's <clears throat> middle of fucking June and we haven't nobody we haven't got together to play golf yet. No, we really haven't. And last year we got like big groups. We gotta get on that again. 
I got. I just got so much going on. It's fucking nuts. I know. We, kids are a lot. I... Two kids. Two kids and a two, as you know. Fergola knows. Woo. It's a game. I literally like, hopped on here at 9.30 because I was out, or 9.15 because I was outside picking up from today with kids. It's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's just complete and utter chaos at all times. <laughs> it really is. Um, it's, it's, it's nuts, man. I mean, and then when, like, both kids are sick right now, so, like, that just adds to it. And it's just fucking daycare, man petri dish yeah yeah it sure is every other fucking day i swear one of them kids is getting sick but it is what it is i guess yep but yeah i think that uh we touched base well real quick official pick for u.s open um i'll take speed i'm gonna put money on Um, speed 10 bucks Goes like winner if I think I think it's five hundred dollars if you put ten. So I'll put it on a few other guys. Few, speeds I guy. put a few. Let me say. Let me. Let me look at something real quick because I put out when I was in Mass a few weekends ago. I put a few futures down on this yep. tournament. So um, let me uh, if my phone will load while I'm down here. Let me get into this real quick story. See who I put my futures on, and then it'll tell me. <laughs> So then, then we'll know who you're rooting for, you know. Yeah. So I like to, because we do our we do our thing with um our pool play um for our th- but I like to put my money like betting money to win on different people. So that way I'm I'm really rooting for like six people. So if I put it like t- two bets on like golfers and then I have my pool play with four other guys or five other guys, then um I'm I'm rooting for more people that way. I could have swore I put yes no I I hear you there. What the hell I could have swore that I put in. I guess I didn't. Huh. I don't know. I guess I didn't. I thought I put. Uh, I guess I'll have to. We'll go, <coughs> we're going down Sunday uh, Saturday, so I'll just put some in oh, some yeah. the leaderboard is. Um. Let me see. I will. Uh, we haven't heard. You know, we haven't heard from much lately. He's a California guy. Um, won a major a few years ago. Let me give me more cow. Get back on the. Uh, get back on the major train. But that's. I have no statistics to back that up, at all. Pure pure guess. But if it hits. You can thank me later. He's not Japanese or uh, he's American. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, like if he was in the Ryder Cup, I is think he... his... yeah, he played in the Ryder Cup last Did like, two years ago. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they play, he played with DJ quite a bit. I think his parents may be from. Yeah. No, I just didn't know. Like... That's that's. But I think I mean, he grew his first name's from... Colin, right? So. Yeah, he grew up in California. I'm pretty sure. Colin's about as American as you can fucking get. I'm pretty sure when yep. I coached football at Cape one year, half the team was Colin. The other <laughs> half was Luke. <laughs> then the Aidens came in. Anyways. All right. Um, we'll try to get on again next week. It's just, it's always been a struggle right now. 
um, with somebody being late or kids being sick or something happening. Who knows? Um, but we're trying to do the best we can to get an episode at least once every two weeks. We still want to do it every week. Um, but we're not going anywhere. We're still here. We're still firing yeah. them up. And uh, BDB boys will be here to stay. Oh, yeah. And on that, everyone stay healthy. Thanks, guys. Yeah.